One of the things that gets me incredibly excited is when I see people going after their dreams. You see, I believe that God gives us divine inspiration that is packed with purpose and passion. And if we are courageous enough to accept his invitation, we can realize our dreams. And every time I make connection with someone who is bold enough to go for it, it is simply beautiful. Here's what I want you to know that there is nothing standing in the way of you being able to achieve your wildest dream except for you. And if you can usher yourself out of the way and really be courageous to take the steps forward, you can begin to see success in a way that will blow your mind. God wants to do that for you. In fact, he says exceedingly abundantly and above. He is a superlative God who wants to do more than you desire. And so my challenge to you is to give him a chance to help you realize your wildest dreams. And I think today's story is going to let you know it can happen for you. Now let's get into it. For the longest time, I secretly wanted more. I often found myself shrinking to fit in, settling for what was comfortable, and even selling myself short. Once I finally accepted that we deserve success and we are blessed with the power to achieve it, I stopped playing small. I'm serious about building a life I love, and you should be too. I'm Denise Taylor of DeniseTaylor.live and welcome to Embrace Your Power. I help women prioritize themselves, their success, and their happiness. Now let's meet this week's achiever whose story will inspire you to embrace your power and go. Well, hello there. It's Denise Taylor. You know, I'm always excited to have you join me every week right here on Embrace Your Power. Now, this is the place where you can count on me to encourage you to build a life that you love. You see, we believe that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us power. And when we embrace it, we truly can be, do, have, and achieve anything that we want. This is also the place where I lift voices of people who are doing it, who are making their dreams happen, who are overcoming obstacles and not allowing disappointment or distractions to stand in the way. And it is those testimonies that I hope encourage you to do the exact same thing. We believe in the success superpowers. And if you don't know what they are, let me play them back for you really quickly. Number one is see yourself successful. That's a game changer. You know, the Bible tells us as we see ourselves, we become. And so my challenge to you is think of yourself in the best light. Imagine the best version of yourself and then work to become her. Superpower number two is shake off fear. And that's a real. I know that fear can begin to set in and it often robs us of our dreams, goals, and aspirations. But what I want you to do is to really learn to shake it off by discovering the truth about who you are. Number three is do the work. We have to put our hand to the plow. We have to get busy about our dreams and we've got to do the work to bring them to pass. That means we got to be fit for the journey. And that is why number four is take care of you. The mantle of greatness associated with the dream and vision, as well as God's purpose for you is heavy. You have to be fit for the journey, which means that you have to have strategies in place to take care of all aspects of who you are. And number five is hold fast to your faith. We're going to face uncertainty. And it's in those moments that we need to be able to draw upon the strength of our faith. Now, I believe the success superpowers will help you navigate your success journey. And even more, I would love to be a part of it. That's why I am showing up to make connection with you here. I'm offering programs to support you on that journey as well, because I understand that partnership accelerates 
progress. I'm so excited about our guest today because she too shows up to serve women who have aspirations and goals to be a business owner. Maria Van Zandt is joining us to talk about her experience in developing all of her businesses, the learnings she's had along the way, as well as her brand new podcast, Girl, Get Your Business Right. Now, I believe you're going to get multiple nuggets from our conversation. So make sure you gear yourself up to take good notes. But more than that, I want you to know I value being connected to you. You see, each and every week, I look forward to Thursday because I know I get to connect with you again. So if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, be sure to do so, so that you'll get notification every time I show up to make connection with you. And more than that, I want you to know, I'd love to hear from you. So if you have feedback, don't hesitate to send in a review. Thank you for the opportunity to be a part of your success journey. Now let's get into this incredible conversation. So I'm really excited to have Maria join me today here on Embrace Your Power. Let me tell you a little bit about my relationship with Maria. I have known her for a number of years now. And for as much as I can remember, she has always had entrepreneurial dreams. It's something that she never let go of. In fact, They started long ago and she continues along in that vision. She's driven and always making moves, often in silence because she's not a big talker, but boy, does she ever make big impact. I think what I find most impressive about Maria is she trusts her instincts and she's always known that she had the desire as well as the ability to make it happen. I love how she hangs her definition of herself on being a wife, a mom, and a boss. And we'll talk more about that when we go deeper. So Maria, do the honors of introducing yourself. All right. Well, like Denise said, my name is Maria Vincent. I am a wife, a mom, a boss lady. And I actually have the sign <laughs> in the back right there. Um, so I am a business coach. I am a serial entrepreneur and I love helping women take their ideas and their hobbies and help them build their business to six figures. You know, what's interesting when I think about you is I feel like you really changed the narrative on boss and you've embraced it and have built it out to be a brand you've built it out to be a university, you've built it out to really be an experience that's more than just telling people what to do, right? Mm -hmm. And so tell us a little bit more about your whole thoughts when you think of boss and about your journey to becoming a boss. My thoughts on being a boss is being a leader, being a motivational speaker. So people that I work with, that I help, that I guide, I'm also motivating them. I'm also encouraging them. A lot of my students that work in my company, they can just even call and talk to me about being discouraged or, you know, feel like quitting. And I would just sit there for 45 minutes, an hour, however long it takes. And I'm there helping build them up. So it's not just being a boss to tell people what to do. It is also help guide them through their life journey as well. And I always want to see everybody become a boss. So people that have worked in my company, I've helped them start the same company. So I am all for helping women become boss ladies and being able to go out and impact their community. That's beautiful. You know, one of the things that I, I I love, especially that I'm seeing more of now is how we are collaborating and helping one another to achieve our dreams and goals, how there's less competition and it's more about how can I help you be successful too. And I think that's what I see as a broad reach of how you show up and serve, whether it's within your university or helping to coach your clients, is you really have an earnest desire to see them grow grow, develop, and be successful. And and that is a unique trait. And I'm so glad that that's a uh, priority for you. So tell me a little bit about your journey as a mom. (laughs) 
As a mom, so I had my daughter, actually I got married at 20 and had my daughter at 20. And so I've been a mom my entire adult life pretty much. And the journey of being a mom, of course, when you become a mom so early, the child or the two kids, my two older ones grew up with me. And then now I have my two younger kids that are now nine and 11 and it's a different journey. So I have my older set of kids and then my younger set of kids. And I'm just loving every moment of it. The, 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 the valleys, the, you know, the dips, the exciting times. My oldest is in college now, a sophomore to be a doctor. Um, and also through the journey of being a mom, I've, motivated them and encouraged them through just my actions and them seeing me build my company. All four of my kids have worked in some aspect in my business. Um, they've gotten paid. They're learning financial literacy through working and responsibility. That's awesome. And, you know, one of the things that I have picked up later to talk about, but I think it's it fits right now, is the priority that you have around the family dynamic and business and really including them in there. Go a little bit deeper with that before we talk about being a wife. Why is that important to you? It's important to me because as many entrepreneurs can relate to this, our business or our journey of growing our business becomes our life where we wake up in the morning, we're working throughout the day, we're working, we go to sleep with our computer next to us in the bed sometimes. And there's this everlasting journey of trying to grow our business. And what I found that in the beginning of me growing mine, I became so consumed of business, 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 that I wasn't putting too much attention on my kids. And I would go and always say, you know, my kids are my why, you know, I want to build this legacy. And I'm talking all these amazing things about my kids, but they at that time really didn't feel it because they felt like my number one priority was my business and not them. So I had had to learn a way to still be able to give them that attention and show them that they are my why and still grow my business. And in doing that, I just, you know, hired them and they love helping. I have one of my daughters, she helps with um, administration type work because she's, again, she's in college. So she gets to work virtual. Um, two of my daughters work in my spa. So it's really being able to bridge the two together. And of course, I still have individual time with them, but I spend more time with them now because they're a part of the entire world that I have. Yeah. And I, I think that's beautiful. There's tax advantages to that, which oh, I know you know all about it. <laughs> but I think it's beautiful because you are helping them to understand how to do business themselves, how to embrace their power and, and really go after their dreams. And And to me, that's the the byproduct of you bringing them into the journey and into the experience. So tell me a little bit about your journey being a wife. <laughs> so the journey of being a wife, this is actually my second marriage. We've been, we're going on 12 years uh, in September and it's, I love it. I, I, I always say I would not be where I am today without my husband. He's definitely my number one supporter. Um, he encourages me when, you know, again, times and being an entrepreneur gets very down. He will encourage me to keep going and he'll give me a pep talk and I'm right up and, you know, ready to go, you know, conquer the world. Um, and we are learning still to make sure that we're putting each other number one because he, he's actually growing his business now too, which when two people are growing a business, conversation can become about business. It can become about, you know, making the next move financially. And now in this season, we're trying to be a little bit more deliberate in making sure that we talk about us and our plans for our future as a couple. Um, and also through this journey, learning how to put my husband before my kids, before my business, which is why I always introduce myself as a wife, a mom, a boss lady. Um, as my kids are growing up and they're going to be, you know, leaving the house, I'm still going to be with my husband every single day. So making sure that the priority level um, is there and that he know that he's just as important as the kids and as my business. You know, 
I have to say, when you start rattling off those timeframes, I cannot believe how fast (laughs) that has been. Um, You know, I have had a chance to be on the sideline of your journey. And I can remember early on a lot of things that you have now brought to pass and begin uh, to make real for yourself and your family they were like conversations that you were having. I can remember one time, and I don't know if you remember this, I was driving by a building and it was like a spa, like a kid's spa. And I took a picture of it and I texted it to you. And I was like, this is something that I envision you having someday. And that was many years ago. Um, That was like when I first got to North Carolina. So that was a a, a many years ago. And now fast forward, you have your spa, you have aspirations to franchise your brand. Mm -hmm. You are continuing to move forward with with this whole perspective of boss lady and have created this entire university around it. And I can remember where they were, when they were just whispers of a dream for you. Mm -hmm. And so it's so phenomenal to see your success now, because oftentimes people just have this perspective, like someone has just arrived. And I know for you, that has not been the case. And so Tell us about that entrepreneurial journey and what that was really like for you and how it all began to be your heart's desire. Okay, well, I can say in the beginning, it was very rough (laughs) and it was rough. So I decided that I wanted to be an entrepreneur around the age of 19 because my grandmother, when she retired, um, bless her heart, she opened up an at-home or in-home daycare to be able to watch my daughter and some other kids in the uh, neighborhood. And I watched her become this daycare owner and, you know, an entrepreneur. And I knew that I wanted to work for myself. And I thought that maybe it was a daycare just like her. Um, and it wasn't, which is okay. But the support wasn't there. So 20 years ago, being an entrepreneur, a woman entrepreneur was not the thing like it is now where everybody is talking about boss lady or, you know, creating their own income. That was not the thing at all. I was actually in college to become a teacher and then I changed it to a community educator. And then I went to school for my master's degree to be able to work in a university. And it was going down the corporate route of go to school, get a job, you know, do the career that way. And when I changed it to really I quit my job and I went full force to be an entrepreneur. There was not support there from my family. Now, of course, from my husband, but from my family, they would always tease me. And I talk about this a lot in my story. They would call me Tommy from Martin. Like, she doesn't have a job. You ain't got no, you know, that. And they would be like, oh, can you take me here? Or can you do this for me? Because their thoughts in their mind was I'm at home doing nothing versus I'm trying to build this empire. I'm trying to build this legacy for my kids. And they really didn't believe that, you know, I was going to do what I said I was going to do. So it It was not easy, which is why encouragement for me is a huge thing when I'm talking to these new entrepreneurs, help me encourage you because they might not have the same support I I had with my husband. So it's, it's, it's a journey. It's definitely been a journey. And, um, it's, it was God given to me. I had a, at least three prophets tell me that, you know, entrepreneurship is my route and, you know, just to see it come and happen is amazing to me. I love it. I love hearing you tell your story because for such a long time, you were just like this quiet storm in the sense that you would just sit there and you would have never known that um, all of that was locked in you. And as you have continued to blossom, it has been so amazingly beautiful. I'm so, so, so proud of you um, for just really never giving up on what you knew was your dream and what you knew you could do. And even the success you're experiencing now is nothing in comparison to what you're going to continue to experience as you move forward. Now, one of the interesting things, and this terminology may not be something you're familiar with, it's one I've adopted for myself, is this whole phrase of multi-passionate. And multi-passionate just means you have a lot of interest in a lot of passion 
And you have a willingness to go after more than one at a time, which means there's a juggle, right? Which means that you don't have to be that person that says, I can only do one thing at a time because your capacity is set up so that you can juggle multiple balls. What is your response to that? And how do you juggle all of the things? Well, <laughs> my response, I, I definitely know that. And that was me for so long, um, where I had four or five businesses, so many different hobbies. And one thing that I found as women entrepreneurs, we have a lot that we want to do. We want to save the world. We want to, and for me, everything that I was doing, it might've seemed like it was just so random, but it really was me wanting to help a woman in all areas of her life. And what I had to do was, and just back up, I remember years ago, my pastor gave me this book. He told me to get this book called The One Thing. And as I started to read this book, I'm like, I don't want to read this book because, of course, I'm doing like five things. I'm doing 10 things. And through the journey, I've learned that you can have these multiple things and you can accomplish them, but it doesn't have to only be you. It can be in forms of partnerships. So one of my businesses was financial literacy, where I was helping people do credit and things like that. Well, I can partner with someone and have them do you know, credit or bring them on to my company and have that sector be ran by somebody else, not necessarily me. Whereas in the beginning, I was doing everything. I'm a realtor too. So I was doing real estate. I was doing credit pair. I was doing infinity. I was doing boss lady. I was doing pretty princess. And it was very overwhelming because as much as I say to juggle, and yes, I was juggling them all. My health, my mental health was not good. And I actually took, had therapy for that. And the therapist, well, why do you feel like you have to do it all? Why do you feel like, you know, she said, I bought a house, but did you help me? No, she said, and it was okay, right? Yes. So it is really learning the juggle by delegating or creating partnerships. Um, it does not have to be just you. And what I've learned that when you have so many things at one time, you cannot give the one thing you're a hundred percent attention. Mm -hmm. So in this season where I am, I am hiring like crazy where I'm hiring a program manager. I'm hiring an operation because I want the business to still grow, but it does not have to be me that has all the different legs and do everything in that business. And what's beautiful about that is you get the chance to be an employer. You get the chance to really help other people sustain themselves and give them opportunity and be able to now leverage that as a way to serve others and help them yes. grow. And to me, that's the way I look at, look at expansion of team as well is now I get a chance to take what I know and really sew it into the life of someone right. else. Right. And also at the same time, help the business grow. Because when you get to the point that you're able to hire services, hire partnership and hire people, you are continuing to elevate and right. the prosperity of your business is now you know, getting to that level that you yes. want it to be and that you've always envisioned it to be. I think it is one of, one of the things that I want to hone in on that you said was the necessity to really recognize you needed help, even in the form of therapy, because mm -hmm. oftentimes uh, we forsake the care of ourselves. And we have a responsibility to take care of ourselves. In fact, that's one of the success superpowers that I promote. We sometimes get so enthralled with doing it that we sacrifice ourselves in the process. And I think when you started talking about your experience of recognizing, whoa, it's a lot. And whoa, I need to get some help. It wasn't because there was incompetency. It was really a strategy to help you understand how to navigate where you were. Yes. What helped you realize that that was necessary and be courageous enough to take that step? Um, one, my daughter, she actually was in therapy already. Actually, two of my daughters were in therapy and seeing their growth um, and wanting to learn how to help them. 
um, was really the driving force of me going to therapy. And also in that season, it was me recognizing that I was giving everybody else, the world, my best. And I was empty inside when I when I got off the live or when I got off from teaching, I would probably go to the couch and lay down and cry or my back was hurting or, you know, just feeling so depressed in that season, but putting a face on for everybody else to get them to their next. And my family did not get the best of me, too. So realizing that that's not OK. And again, my why, if my why is my kids and my number one priority being them, then I have to be my whole self. I cannot give them my best if I'm not my best. Mm-hmm. That's really, really good. And I, I, I know personally, because I have a life coach as well. It's a place, it's a safe place where you can go and really show up and get fed and and use that as a wellspring to like refuel yourself. And so For as much as it seems to be talked down about within culture, it really is the lifeline that could be such a huge differentiator for people who are building empires, for people who are building business. We have to recognize the need to care for ourselves fully. So thank you for sharing that. So did you ever imagine you would establish a university and tell us more about Boss Lady University vision and just the whole thought behind that? Sure. I'm in awe of Boss Lady University because for one, and you know, I was a very, very shy young lady. Um, I did not want to talk in front of people. I did not want people to look at me. It was like, just let me be a wallflower and like, oh my gosh, attention. Oh my God, no. I'm still a little bit still like that. But I've always wanted to be a teacher and my uncle, he's a principal now. And he, at the time when I was younger, he was a teacher and he would bring home his supplies and his teaching things. And in the summertime, I would teach my cousins and we would have school. And I'm like, you know, order, order, like I'm the boss, I'm the teacher. And I would have things hung up, you know, and so, which is why I went to school to be an elementary school teacher. And in my uh, student teaching days, I went into the school and was like, you know, this is not my audience. (laughs) So I changed my uh, degree to community education and said, I'm going to go teach in the community. Still didn't know what it was that I wanted to do. Um, I started teaching time management via like it wasn't Zoom because Zoom wasn't really a thing back then, but I would do like webinars teaching time management because I had my son and I'm like, we're juggling, you know, being moms and being a wife and trying to grow a business. And when I started my community organization, Infinity, it became a entrepreneur program where all my clients, I wanted to help them start a business. And one of my contractors at that time started to call me boss lady. And that's where boss lady university came from the name where she would just call me boss lady. Like, yes, boss lady. Okay. Yeah. Come on, boss lady. Let's go do this. And um, as I was teaching these women, it began to grow. And then I got a coach, a mentor, and she helped me do learn how to do courses online, learn how to teach in Facebook groups and, you know, create, create ebooks and things like that. So it took this little seed of me wanting to be a teacher as a kid and grew and grew to finding my audience and finding my story and finding myself and my passion and developing into this university. And now I actually, I have my university and now one of my goals on my board is to go and teach at a university, a four-year university. So um, I love helping and impacting women and, you know, getting them to their next. I think one of the things that I find most impressive, especially when you just made the comment about on your board, there is not many things that I haven't heard you speak of that you haven't gone for. And that doesn't mean everyone materialized into this great success, but you have a really interesting ability to have a goal and to really remove everything between you and your try out of the way and simply go for it and try. So for as much as you may be shy, you are not reserved to the point that you will not put the pedal to the metal and give it a try. How how do you describe 
how you are so willing to bet on yourself and at least try to go for your goals and your dream. Like, where did that come from? Um, That definitely came from my grandmother and my mom. But the the courage to do it, honestly, is my husband because he's my support. He's my rock. He's um, when I go, I know that when I try, he's there supporting me. So I have this person in my corner letting me know you can do it. And when it does not look like I want it to look like, he's still in that corner saying, it's okay, we got this. Or, you know, again, I talk about support a lot him cooking the meals, him getting the kids ready for school and things like that so that I can try, so that I can do it. Um, I'm pretty sure it would have been a lot tougher had I not had him, you know, helping me and encouraging me through it all. So I had someone in my corner to have my back to allow me to try and push me to keep going through it. So one of the things I know to be true, and and we share this one aspect in common, is that so many people feel alone and they feel unsupported. And this is the reason why you need to forge relationships. So to your credit and to mine, we do have spouses that support us, right? Mm -hmm. But not everybody has that. And that's where relationships like coaches and mentors, that's where those things come into play and can become the inner energizer that is necessary. So tell me a little bit about your journey, not with being a coach, but being willing to be coached and how that's been integral to your success. Well, without a coach, I would not have ever gone virtual like this. I don't think, I'm pretty sure I probably somehow would have found my voice, but it maybe would have taken longer. Mm-hmm. Um, through having my first coach, definitely credit her to getting me on a platform and getting used to being in front of people. Now, it, it was a stepping stone because being it's, this is virtual, so I'm not really in front of people, but I am. Um, and being coachable and being open to what she saw in me and taking the steps to become that. And then once I became what she saw in me, I have a new coach who sees even more greatness and connecting you know, my vision to God's vision and really pushing my brand and motivating me to go even higher than what I thought that I can go. So really, like you said, having a coach or a mentor will help you with that encouragement. When you, if you don't have that at home, it will help you with seeing your potential when you don't quite see it in yourself. Um, I was very comfortable with waking six figures a year. And I'm like, I'm going to help other people make six figures. But my coach that I have now, she said, oh, no, you're seven figures and beyond. Like your what you have inside of you is bigger than what you even see right now. So having somebody to see that greatness in you and then helping you pull it out is necessary. And so now as you have now shifted, right, because you're right, being coachable is one seat, but you've shifted and now you're continuing to show up and do that for others. You're coaching others, you're mentoring others. What do you see from that seat that would be helpful for us to know? As the coach, Mm -hmm. I, as the coach, just being able to pour into somebody else like I've been poured into, and especially when that person does not have that spouse or that family, because my family is very supportive now. Um, you know, maybe they're where I was 10 years ago or 20 years ago, where the support really wasn't there um, from the people who you wanted to be. So being able to encourage them. I had two of my students and I call them students because that's the teacher in me. (laughs) But uh, two of my students in one day set up an appointment and it was they just sent the text message and I said, yes, let's get on Zoom. And it was they were ready to quit. And it was just me spending that time encouraging them through my personal journey, through what I see in them and just giving them that motivation to keep going to where, you know, they're they're ready. They they did not quit. They're still going. And then also as the coach slash I have have my contractors some of my students contract with me being able to write my first five figure check to somebody like so that was their check for the month being able to do that 
you know, not just me earning five figures a month, being able to pay somebody else five figures. So I just had a tear when some of my contractors, even if it was four figures, knowing that that was the first time they've ever probably gotten that much in a month. So just being able to be for people what I've had and what they need. Yeah, that's powerful. That is really, really powerful. And I, I, I know that you've had the uh, success of helping to get someone to that six-figure level as well um, in their entrepreneurial journey. And that's a huge accomplishment, you know, to be in the seat to coach someone where they can hit that type of level of performance. So what are your top three tips for aspiring entrepreneurs? Number one, get a coach. <laughs> Number get a get a coach slash mentor. However, you know it's pretty much the same thing. But having a mentor will speed up your progress than if you were to go and try to figure it out all on your own. So I have friends who started off at the same time as me as entrepreneurs. But you seeing that I got a coach and seeing the difference in the two, a coach is vital. A coach is necessary if you're going to get to, you know, that goal that you just don't know how to get to. That mentor coach knows how to get you there. So that's for me one of the best investments. Um, I will continue. And if you even look at billionaires and billionaires, they even have coaches and they talk about how much they spend to go to different conferences, go to workshops, go to be coached one-on-one, like spending five figures for an hour conversation with a coach. So it's important. And if people who are making millions and billions are doing it, we need to be doing that too. So that's my number one tip, um, having a coach. Um, Number two, and this is actually what I teach in my university, learn the foundation of having a business. It's not just, and this was my mistake, and it's not just going out and getting an EIN number or maybe getting your LLC and then you think you're good. There's so much more to having a business. So really learning about being a business owner, whether it's talking about having insurance, commercial insurance, a business bank account, business credit card, building business credit, all those different things. It's more than just the passion that we have for whatever it is that that we're doing, we miss out on a lot when we don't have that foundation. One of my businesses was financial. I had a financial business for a hot second and I was helping people do the PPP loan. And this is what kind of shifted me to really help entrepreneurs build their foundation because so many women, they were doing hair, they did nails, you know, things like that did not have a foundation. They were great at the doing nails and hair, but they didn't have a business bank account. They didn't put it on their taxes. They didn't do these things. And therefore they missed out on a lot of money because they did not have the foundation. So now I really teach foundation. So as an entrepreneur, a new entrepreneur, you need to become a student in learning how to have a business. Mm-hmm. Number three, uh, mental health. <laughs> I want us to kick the saying of I'll sleep when I'm dead or, you know, team no sleep, that is not healthy. Again, if we want to become six-figure business owners or millionaires or whatever, they value their rest. They have systems. They value mental health. They, They exercise. They eat healthy because how important it is to the brain to become functional. So again, learning the things that we need to know about business. And one of those things is mental health and wellness, having a therapist, eating healthy, sleeping, taking me time. It's okay to take a day off. It's okay to take a week off and have a vacation. It's okay. That's good. That's that's so, so good. Um, you know, one of the things that you tapped into there was what you realized people were deficient in, which was getting their business right. And now I understand what's <laughs> behind the brand that you have launched in terms of your recent challenges, as well as your podcast. And so when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the girl, Get Your Business Right brand. The thing I love most about Maria's journey is how she was willing to allow it to evolve. She didn't get stuck, but she continued to allow it to become even more impactful and effective as it grew. 
You see, one of the things about our lives is we get a chance to make impact and influence. And anytime you get an opportunity to make impact for good and influence for betterment, you've got a secret recipe for success. What I like about the way that Maria shows up is she wants to make a difference in the lives of others. She has experienced success and now she becomes a collaborator to help others do the same. What's even more cool is this new brand she's launching Girl, Get Your Business Right is one that she has also included a podcast channel. Now, here's the beauty, and I think you'll understand this more as we continue our conversation. She is now leveraging things that she's already doing and lighting up the podcast space with those impacting messages for business savvy success. The whole context around her podcast is to really help women get their business stable and solidified and take advantage of opportunities. Now, what's really incredible is introducing the podcast channel has helped to further her reach into more spaces. That's the beauty of a podcast. And that is one of the reasons why I get so excited when I get a chance to partner with people and lift their voice, because I know that there are business owners that were waiting to hear Maria and she is showing up with solutions that are going to help change the game. So the opportunity for me to partner with her, to bring her podcast vision to life was incredible. We are leveraging what she's already doing and taking those messages to the world. Now, if you know a podcast is within the scope of what you have a desire to do, I would love the opportunity to partner with you and make that a reality. My podcast prep program can help you bring that vision to life in less than 30 days. In fact, we did that for Maria. And so if you're interested in starting a podcast, I would love to support you on your journey. Be sure to reach out and learn more about podcast prep. So now that we're back, let's go a little bit deeper around Girl Get Your Business Right. Now that brand for you is one that is a bit new. You're still building it out. It has different elements. One of it is around foundational perspectives of business like you talked about, but tell us more about the Girl Get Your Business Right brand. Girl, get your business right. Brand is exactly what it says. Get your business right. And again, it comes from a place of seeing first me. I did not have my business right. And I learned a lot of things the hard way. Um, and then in me helping other women try to get funding and things like that, seeing that so many of us just start our passion and we get our business name and we do what we know to do that we neglect looking into what we don't know. And so a lot of women did not have their foundation. It's something as simple as paying yourself or putting all your money from your business inside your business checking account, and then maybe pay yourself from there or keeping it separate from your personal, something as small as that. So many women were not doing that. So again, I would like to say that I'm a problem solver. And in seeing the problem, I created the three-day challenge to really help women learn to get their business right. Awesome. Awesome. And in addition to that, you launched a podcast that is really centered around helping girl bosses, if I could say it that way, really begin to not only get their business right, but grow their business. So tell us about your podcast. I love working with Denise, first of all, because apparently I had the podcast. It just wasn't officially a podcast. And so me doing my lives and teaching never crossed my mind to do a podcast because I see so many people do a podcast and I'm like, that's just, you know, not my lane, but all of my material of teaching and helping women and encouraging women, there's a lot of women that's not inside of my boss lady community. So being able to put it out on a podcast to 
teach women what I've been teaching for years, multiple streams of income, passive income, business credit, personal credit, you know, again, foundational, having a business bank account, things like that. And to be able to put it out there in a podcast and also YouTube channel, because people are fed in different ways. Not everybody that likes um, video want to hear a podcast or vice versa. They probably want to hear a podcast while they're driving and not watch the video. So being able to get my message out there to the world in different ways to be able to impact people, like I say, that I want to impact people. Absolutely. And and one of the most incredible things is, um, and I think you're going to realize this, is how far reaching you'll be able to go with your podcast uh, now that you have it launched. And so it was an incredible opportunity to be able to partner with you. And I think one of the things that I really like about the relationship is what you said, which is leveraging content. A lot of people are apprehensive because they think I have to add this as something else to do. Mm -hmm. But when you really streamline process, like you said, and began to leverage what you're already doing, it becomes another arm to extend your reach. And so one of the things that we were able to do in supporting you with podcast prep is just bring another channel to what you were already doing here and reach a different audience that you can now begin to serve. So tell us a little bit about your experience with podcast prep and your journey with that. Well, one, I knew very little about having a podcast. Of course, I listen to podcasts all the time, but being in the podcast prep and being walked through the steps of, okay, put this here, do this like this, editing and you guys help with the editing part, it it has made the process very simple. Instead of like you saying, if I was thinking like, oh, this is something else for me to do. I do so much already. I don't have the time. You guys have definitely made it a very seamless process to where I just get my content from off of Facebook, plug it into the uh, portal thing and it's up the following uh, Sunday. Yeah, It's a very easy process. Um, And again, like you said, it's giving me another channel to be able to reach women um, that I want to serve. Yeah, it's really as as seamless as that, especially for you, because you're already showing up and you're already having the right kind of conversations. Um, And it was about streamlining the process. And I'm really excited because I think the Girl Get Your Business Right brand is one that is going to immediately resonate with the aspiring entrepreneur. And it's going to make a connection with them when they hear and see you of what is possible for them. And so I appreciate the opportunity to be able to support you. And I know so many great things are going to come from you being able to tap into that as a channel. So thank you for um, allowing us to support you in that way. Now, around these parts, we really are about challenging everyone to build a life that they love. Um, I believe that God has not given us a spirit of fear. He's given us power. And when we embrace it, we truly can be, do, have, and achieve what we want. At the end of every podcast, I love to tap into wisdom. And so let's just see what you would say to your younger self as it relates to these three key topics. What would you tell your younger self about life if you could? Life, I would tell my younger self that it's okay to listen to people. <laughs> it's okay to listen to older, um, the older generation when they impart their wisdom um, and take it and, you know, utilize it. I just look back on different things my grandfather told me as a younger person, as a young adult, and I was just like, Psh. You know, I'm not doing it that way. I'm doing it this way. And now I look back and I wish I would have listened to him because you know what? He was right. So I would tell my younger self, it's okay to listen to people who have been through what you might end up going through or they've done it a different way. And it's okay to really take in their advice. Yeah, that that's a super, a super thing to recognize. And I often have those moments too, where I'm like, man, granddad was, he yeah. was, 
yes. write about this one, you yes. know. Um, and when they're telling you those things, you don't have experience to marry up to it. And mm-hmm. so it just sounds so crazy to yes. you at the time. But I am glad that they planted the seed and that you get that nugget of confirmation to come now to take you back to what they shared with you then. Mm-hmm. So love wisdom. What would you tell your younger self about love if you could? I would tell myself to love myself first, um, not to go out in search of love for somebody to love me and I don't love myself. So when you love yourself completely, it's easier to receive love from other people and you're more confident and um, love is better when you love yourself. That's so, that's, that's so powerful. And I, I too would say the same thing. Uh, we struggle with that. And there's a lot of things that feed into why we struggle. But if we could really get to the point to uh, just really loving ourselves, man, we could save ourselves so much heartache. Absolutely. 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 Okay. So finally, your happiness wisdom. What would you tell your younger self about happiness if you could? I would tell myself that happiness isn't everything. You just have to look for it. So even in the tough situations, the hard times, you can get happiness um, by looking, you know, God, you're going through this. God has your back. You're going through this and just look for the joy in everything that you're going through to where that could be a learning opportunity that when I look at what I'm teaching now, I'm teaching from the mistakes that I've made. They did not feel great back then. But if I could know that it's happiness in that, it's joy in that, because you're going to be able to help somebody else through that. So there's happiness and joy in everything that is around you and what you go through. That's beautiful. Look for the good. That is beautiful. So, Maria, I I am so proud of you. Um, And like I said, I know that you are still in the beginning stages of the success that is going to come your way. And I just want to say to you that success looks so good on you. Do not let up. Keep embracing your power. Keep um, just really on the course of your success journey um, because there is still so much ahead of you and the best is yet to come. Thank you. Well, that's it, beautiful. Thank you for tuning in. Don't ever forget that you are truly blessed with life, love, and all the happiness your heart can hold. Be relentless in building a life you love without apology. I'm Denise Taylor, and you can always find me in our free Facebook community. It's Embrace Your Power easy to find. Now be sure to rate and review this podcast and share it with a friend and make sure you subscribe so that we can stay connected each week. And remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear. He gave us power. So be sure to always embrace your power and go.